0: Okay, thanks very much. Um, the project I'm going to talk to you about today is a project called Phoebe, which was uh, something that was funded by JISC to develop a proto- uh, proof-of-concept pedagogic planning tool. Um, and I think before I begin, what I should do is explain what we mean by a pedagogic planning tool, because I'm aware this is in some ways a bit of learning technology jargon. Um, and what these are are tools that have been developed and designed to help teachers plan the process of, uh, a plan a piece of learning or a course or a module. Um, and these, the funding for these tools came out of an awareness that both in um, higher education and more widely, relatively speaking, there's a lack of support for teaching and learning. And the, one of the reasons why JISC in particular funded this work was there was a perception that the uptake of technology for teaching and learning was quite disappointing. But it's worth saying before I go into detail about how this particular tool works that um, Phoebe has been designed to be technology neutral. While it does try and encourage people to use technology in their teaching and learning, you don't have to, and you should be able to design a learning experience that has no technology in it whatsoever using Phoebe. Um, It's worth saying as well that um, designing tools to help people... uh, plan learning is a very complex process because people do this in very different ways. Uh, they start at different places, they do it at different times, some spend a lot of effort planning their courses, others do, it, others do it much more on the fly. There's also quite a lot of other things that impact on the process of how you design the learning experience. So some people are left quite to their own but there can be quite a lot of institutional constraints. You might be have access to a lecture theatre at a certain time each week and that's the only space you've got to do your teaching in which obviously constrains what you do Um, uh, also I think there's a greater need to develop tools that take account of the fact that people are increasingly designing their learning experiences in much more collaborative teams whether that's um, individuals on a course team working together to design a programme or people working with teams of learning technologists and other people to design a whole course experience Um, The Phoebe uh, tool itself was basically designed to help people design learning experiences, uh, technology-mediated or otherwise. What we wanted to do was to to build on existing research in um, both education research and research specifically in um, using technology to deliver learning, but take this quite complicated field and make it accessible to your everyday teacher, lecturer, not anybody who necessarily would claim to have any expertise in this area. We also thought it was very uh, important not to start this project from the position that you're doing it all wrong and this is how you should be doing it. Um, Most lecturers and teachers are very good at planning their learning and what we wanted to do was support people where they already were but give them the tools that they could use to help moving their practice into the future. the last thing to sort of say about the background to our thinking about how we designed this was um, having said that how people design learning is a very complicated thing. We do know from research into teaching and learning that there are certain things that everybody thinks about when they design a learning experience that are pretty consistent across sectors and across disciplines. These are things like, what are the learning outcomes I want my students to achieve? What are my students, who, what will they already know? What do they need to know? Um, Things like, as I've already alluded to, timetabling constraints, rooms. So these are the sorts of things we knew any tool would have to um, cover. What we also know from research at the moment is that um, while people sometimes work from other people's plans for learning or take over a course that someone else has has taught, very few practitioners take something that someone else has taught and deliver it wholesale in exactly the same way. When they are looking for guidance and support in this area, they tend to be much more... uh, inspired by ideas and sort of things that less sort of wholesale I'm going to adopt this and much more good ideas and that kind of thing. So we wanted to provide that kind of guidance as well as supporting more generally. and. Um, For those of you who know a bit more about um, the wider area of learning design tools and managed learning environments, I think it's worth saying that there's a lot of very high tech stuff going on in this space at the moment, which sees learning design as very much an issue of machines uh, running courses, whereas actually most practice of learning that's delivered is being delivered by real people to other real people so we really much really focused phoebe at this stage on developing a tool that people could use and that produced outputs that people could understand so while it does produce uh outputs in xml and i'll show you that later it is very much focused on being a sort of tool that's understandable by real people rather than one that necessarily interacts with all the standards in this space Um, What I'm going to do now is stop talking about the theory and actually show you the tool because I think everything I've said will make a lot more sense when I start doing that. Um, Before I start, it's worth uh, drawing your attention to a couple of things. Phoebe is in fact really two separate components. One is a tool that helps you plan learning and the other is a reference uh, tool which has advice, guidelines and examples. These two are although they appear as an integrated environment, they are actually two totally separate systems, and I'll talk a bit about that later, why that is. Um, The other thing to say is it is a proof-of-concept prototype, so it doesn't necessarily work perfectly every time you use it, but hopefully it will work fine for this uh, example. So what I'm going to do now is go to Phoebe itself. Um, When you come to Phoebe... You're presented with a list of options which, which cover the main things that we think you might want to do with Phoebe as a tool, which is to start actually working on learning designs. Look at some learning designs that other people have done and maybe get some ideas for yourself. Go straight to the teaching and technology guidance, which is available to you, and start to manage design templates. And I'll talk about those a bit later on, but this is where you can actually start customising the tool. I think it's also worth saying that to do the um, these three things you do need to be logged on but you can browse the guidance just without logging on at all so anyone can go away and uh, have a look at Phoebe's guidance and use that as a resource um, I've logged on al- already but if you want to uh, log in you can register at the Phoebe tool and do that anytime. so what I'll do now is start by actually showing you the space where you can start working with learning designs so here's a bunch of learning designs that have been created by Liz and I'm going to go to one called Charlotte Bronte to give you an example of some of the functionality that we have in this tool. So what Phoebe actually does is break down um, the guidance into two areas. And one is this area, which is basically the outline template of a plan for a learning experience. Um, And this side, which gives you access to all the guidance and support. Um, I should take a step back here and say... Phoebe can be used to design a learning experience at the level of a whole course, at a programme, or at an individual learning session, which might be analogous to a week of an online course or an hour's lecture. Um, It's actually quite neutral um, about how it's used, but from having trialled it with a lot of people, I think it probably most closely maps onto the process you're going through when you're designing learning for a sort of one-off session, so really a, a lecture or maybe a week's worth of study. And that's what this particular example covers. And what Phoebe does essentially is prompts you to think about the sorts of things you've got to think you have to think about when you actually plan some learning. So, title of a course, the basic information about it, timetabling, where it's going to happen, and then down into things like learning outcomes and the activities you want to do. Um, what um, you can do as you work through this list is if you click on the little book next to each thing, you get taken to um, specific uh, guidance on that topic. And some of them there's not much to say, such as uh, title and author. Location, it sort of talks you through some of the basic things you might want to, to know about. Um, when you get into maybe more pedagogical areas of guidance, um I think this is quite useful, because especially in higher education, a lot of people are employed for their research record and have never really been exposed to these sorts of ideas about what actually is a learning outcome. I think an intelligent person can make a very good guess, but it's no harm to know a bit of the theory behind it. Um, What we've done with these bits of guidance is try and keep them quite succinct, um, so they're, they're pretty short. I mean, you should be able to read them in a couple of minutes and then follow them up with links to more in-depth resources. So if you really want to know lots about Bloom's taxonomy or learning outcomes, you can click on some of these links and follow them, follow them in more detail. Um, what I'm going to do now is just step out of the course for a moment and talk to you about the guidance in a bit more detail. So at any point, you can click here and view the, the guidance sort of index page. Um, But I will actually go back to here so I can view it full screen so you can see it more easily. As I've shown you, hmm, let's just see what's happening. Okay, that's not working. I'm just going to bring up Firefox and open it on here. Okay, not sure what happened there. As I said, it is a proof-of-concept prototype. Um, With the uh, reference materials, what you have is you have access to all this context-specific help that I've given you a very brief uh, look at. But what we also have is the more specific help about the practice of learning design. And um, this was something we worked very hard on because we were very aware that there's a lot of research out there on good practice and designing learning experiences, but it tends to be written by educational researchers for educational researchers. And it doesn't often talk about the process in terms that most lecturers and teachers uh, relate to when they think about what they actually do on a day-to-day basis. So we've spent a lot of effort trying to de jargonize the uh, guidance in here and make it something that anybody can sort of relate to. And in terms of specifically adding um, help about technology we came to the conclusion that really if, if someone's talking to you about using technology and you've not thought about it much before, you're probably going to come to it either from the perspective of I want to do this sort of learning activity and what could technology do to help me do that or I've heard of this sort of tool and um, how could I, you know, what can I do with this tool? Someone's saying I should be using blogs in my learning. Well, what does that mean? And if we follow this through, again, you find in the the literature these sort of terms for what people are trying to get their students to do that don't really make much sense to to practitioners. So what we've tried to do is keep some very simple sort of descriptions of the sorts of things you might do with your students and provide lots of sort of keywords so that if you're using these kinds of words to describe what you're asking your students to do, you can then follow that across to look at the sorts of tools you could be doing that with and um, get some guidance in that area. And if we decide that... um, We want them to develop an understanding of a particular skill, and we might want to look at what blogs could help to do that with, or how blogs could help them do that. We get through to the page about a piece of technology. And again, we've tried to keep these pages really quite short and succinct, so there's a very brief overview of what these tools are, because we do appreciate this is a really fast-growing field, and new tools are coming up all the time, so you might just have never encountered these terms ever before. So a brief overview and then links to things that other people have written that goes into more detail. And then very much headline, what are the kinds of things I can do with blogs for my students? Short sentence long ideas that you can just take and start thinking about doing straight away. We've tried to link as much as we can to real examples of people doing it. So rather than just um, a sentence of what I might do, what what have people actually done? And this in some ways is the area that's... um, one of the most underdeveloped in this tool as it, as it stands, as opposed to how we'd envisaged it, envisaged it being when we uh, started out with Phoebe. Um, I think there's a perception in e-learning that there's... That, well, there, there is a reality in e-learning that there's lots and lots of information out there, but it's not always quite the information that you, you might be looking for. So that's an area that's certainly going to grow in Phoebe, and I'll come back to that a bit at the end. And what we've also done is give people advice about where they can get access to these sorts of tools. So in lots of educational institutions, it probably will be through your, your uh, organization's VLE. But also the free... Increasingly, there are free web-based versions of a lot of tools out there. And so we've tried to sort of prov- provide links to lists. And um, we obviously can't maintain lists of every new tool that's coming all the time. So link to other people who are maintaining those sorts of lists so you can find that sort of information. Um, Going back to the index in Phoebe, um, what we've also done is provide some information about different teaching approaches and techniques. So this covers areas like uh, instructional design constructivism. So if you want to know more about these areas, you you can find out more information. And uh, an up-to-date sort of uh, tagged account of different e-learning resources that change all the time and online journals and case studies. So so all of these are sort of things you can browse if you really want to find out more, but otherwise you can go to the much more targeted and direct information. Now I'm just going to go back. Ah, I've changed browsers. Let's go back to the browser where I'm actually logged into Phoebe and go back to where I was with my learning design. What I realized I didn't show you didn't show you as I went through this learning design was how you actually update the fields. And this is actually incredibly straightforward. You essentially click and start writing. So any comments you want to make here, you can start to, to write. And what you can also do now is copy and paste things in from Word or other documents. Um, and you can actually format this in quite elaborate ways. You can put in tables and all sorts of things. So there's a lot of uh, power in terms of how you make this all look in here. And when you've worked through the whole process you can then um, output this in a variety of ways. And if I go to this button, which is view design, this at the moment is outputting in a sort of table. Um, but you can also output it in uh, a text file and an XML, which you could export to another um, tool. Now, this is obviously... Great up to a point, and in some ways, what it's doing is giving you a place to note down information and uh, a, bu- a bunch of guidance. But I think where Phoebe becomes really powerful is actually in the area of design templates, which I want to show you now. Um, no, right. Um, the outline of the sorts of questions I showed you before was generated from a template. And what you can do is customise this. So those of you who know our online short courses programmes here at uh, the Department of Continuing Education um, will probably recognise this form. This is actually a version of our specification form that we ask all our authors to fill in. And what I've done here is the the prompts and the questions that we've put into Phoebe are actually the ones that we have to fill out for our institutional form. And we've even actually pre-filled out some of the forms that are always going to be the same each time. So an author doesn't have to start typing these things in when they're, they're always the same. And with the Phoebe template interface, what you can do is you can totally customise the questions you ask of, of your authors so that you, you can get your, your your staff or anybody, you, or, or just prompt yourself if you decide to do it on an individual level, to, to consider the things that you think are important for the sorts of learning that your, your people are designing. And if I take a step back into the template um, thing and show you how you edit a template if I go into this one so in this field I can change the name of any of the fields I can change the ordering and I can move it around and although it seems quite trivial um, if you are an institution that call your courses courses or programs or modules or units these are the sorts of things people get hung up on so you can make sure it does reflect the terminology that that your people are using Um, however the last thing I want to show you is possibly where Phoebe becomes most powerful and um, right. Now what's slightly uh, unfortunate was I started this presentation in IE and the full functionality you have to be in Firefox so I'm just going to log in here. Here we go. Um, as I said before, the guidance in Phoebe is actually a separate system to the, um, the design interface. So what you can do, as well as changing all the terms that you ask people to think about and all the ideas that you ask them to, to consider, you can actually change the guidance you direct them to. So at the moment, that goes to our um, guidance uh, uh, wiki. But you could actually put it to anything you want. So if your institution only has one VLE, and therefore there's a very limited tool set that your people can use, you can direct them to, you can tell them only about those tools and and, and omit any reference to sort of tools that they just don't need to know about. Um, And certainly we found with the people we've used, people tend to like to have much more targeted advice than very broad advice. Some people like to explore a lot, but a lot of people just want to sort of know what they need to know. Or if you have certain institutional, you know, it might say something, well, if you want to um, get a blog set up, well, go and talk to Kevin, because Kevin is the person in your institution you need to talk to. So you can make it as as tied into how you work as that. I think what I'm going to do, there's quite a lot more features to Phoebe, but I think those are sort of the main ones that give you an idea of the sort of thing it does. And if you want to know more about it, I'll come back to that later. But what I'll do now is move on to um, the rest of our sort of conclusions about the project thus far. So here we go. Um, What we found is that... People do feel that there is a need for tools that support the sort of process of planning learning because, with the sort of greater emphasis on QAA and um, planning in advance, more people than ever are sort of being expected to be able to document what they've done in terms of their learning than ever before. However, it's very clear that one tool is not going to sort of answer all the questions in this space. I mean, for Phoebe. Uh, in particular, one of the great criticisms we've had are from people who are very visual people who would ra- far rather design their course in a much more sort of mind map interface where they can move things around. Now, we didn't choose to do that for this phase of Phoebe. We, we might in the future. But that's an example of the sorts of ways that are different uh, that you might want to, to, to extend it out. Um, I think there's also big issues about the level that these tools operate on, whether you really want the same call to design a whole programme as you do to design maybe one learning activity. I think people do feel that they need more help with uh, using technology in their learning, um, but we wouldn't say that these tools are the answer to it. Um, I think there's a very big part for face-to-face training, and we see that these tools would work in conjunction with uh, a better provision of that kind of support. But I think what these tools do give you is something that you can have in your desktop and refer to at the point where you're actually doing the work, which you know has, has a lot to offer. But they really do need to be easy to use for people to engage with them. Um, It's been very interesting evaluating these tools with a lot of practitioners that the extent to which people are just not comfortable with technology yet across higher education. And you've got to make something that people don't find threatening and are happy to engage with. So at this stage in the project, we've we've come to the end of this phase of funding and we're starting to think about ways that we might take it forward. And there are these kind of areas that we want to focus in on. customization is very important people really want to engage with the information and the functionality that they need to deal with and not really anything beyond that if they can get away with it Um, certainly in terms of output we need to think about whether we can output into much more uh, complex uh, learning design IMS compatible systems but also you know The outputs people find really valuable are the ones that work in their institution. If you have to submit a a lesson plan to a QAA system in your institution, well, you want it to output that lesson plan. You don't want to output one that's a bit similar and then have to copy and paste it into something else. You just want to be able to say, there we go. Um, I think... There's a big role for community in this. People actually get a lot of value from looking at other people's designs and getting ideas and talking to people who are doing similar things. And managing that community aspect and allowing people to find examples um, across institutions and across disciplines would really enhance the value of tools like this. And um, we've certainly found that people, although you can produce an example that, that if you get down to the nitty gritty, might be the same in chemistry and in English literature in terms of what you're asking students to do. Maybe to contrast two, two competing theories. Most practitioners respond to examples that are in a field that's their own or close to their own. They they don't really want to have to get to deal with these things that talk about things in very different language. Um, at the moment, we do have an issue with sustainability. This is a prototype tool. We're hosting it here, but we do need to sort of... If these tools are really going to go forward into the future, there's got to be support for them, and people have to know that the plans that they've developed from these tools will still be available. And um, there is a real issue with standards at the moment in, in this area... We've tried to produce a tool that's very meaningful to human beings um, rather than meaningful to machines. And there's a lot of work going on to produce tools in this space that that really take a machine approach to to this area. And there's a big gap between what they perceive um, the process of planning learning to be. And joining them up is actually going to be very challenging. There are standards in this area, but I think they they miss something in between these two kind of extremes of practice. And I think what I'm going to do Uh, So I think that's really what I want to say. And um, any questions, please?